High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, uh, remember your questions to 53106 on issues of health care. Kelly is uh, with me. You can email, of course, highnoon at newstalk.com. Now, normally we get kind of itsy-bitsy queries like I've an itchy scrotum or whatever. All of the questions this week appear to be terminal, right? <laughs> Okay. The Black Plague would appear to have hit Ireland. Uh, I suspect you're exaggerating slightly, George, but... Well, what, is it normal to have menopausal symptoms after a total hysterectomy at 72? How do you have the menopause at 72? Well, she thinks to have menopausal symptoms, so I imagine she's having flushing and, and various things like that. Uh, I do think she needs to be checked because she may be ascribing things to being menopausal symptoms that simply aren't. Well, no, she may be uh, flushing for other reasons. Ah, uh, yeah. You see, I'm a mere man, so I'm not... I'd speak on these matters but you're normally over the menopause at 72 aren't ah, yeah you, you would be I think what's happened is this woman has ha- had uh, you know gotten, which had gynae surgery and and it's possible that something has happened with her her to affect her ovaries or something but 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 it, it seems unusual at her age yeah. and I would suspect she should go and okay. speak to yes yeah, needs to talk to somebody GP. GP gynecologist, yeah. absolutely. For a mere sixty quid, ten minute consultation, you can you can go. And There's see value GP. there, George. I'm glad you agree. But she is over seventy, so it's actually free. Oh, is it? Doctor visit card. <laughs> Fergus Brady, if he's listening, um, uh, my GP. Anyway, I've been told I have high cholesterol. This is a great question from Barbara. But she said, "I've high cholesterol. I had it forever. If I now bring my cholesterol down, will it fix all the damage that the previous high cholesterol did?" That that is a good question. Um, it's hard to know because we don't know whether Barbara has any damage from her cholesterol. Some people do have a build up of plaques in their blood vessels from a combination of, of cholesterol and inflammation and things like that. She may not have any, but but the good thing is is that she's getting her cholesterol down by having obviously a healthy diet and improving your lifestyle is the absolute best way to do anything with with, with your health. Do you know what I mean? So that way you're doing it, you're medicine yeah. free. You're doing it by by eating the right foods, and that's yeah. that's really good. And the foods to avoid are the trans fats and the processed foods. I know you love this talk. You love this talk about nutrition, but it's true. That's what no, people. But the point is, all the fellas I know who had low cholesterol and didn't eat bars of chocolate and didn't drink forty cups a day coffee a day—they're all dead. And the fellas who ran marathons and all that—they're all dead. And the fellas who drinking pints of beer and uh, chasing women and doing all that kind of good stuff are alive. You see, this is—I'm glad you brought this up because this is the power of anecdote over evidence. <laughs> it is anecdotal that all your women chasing beer swilling friends are alive and that all your healthy pals are dead in the main statistically that would not necessarily be the case okay now I I really worried about this one Okay. okay deadly serious now he's 33 this guy right he's afraid of everything he's by himself all the time he's sad and lonely he can't go and see a shrink because he's unemployed he's unemployed because he he can't actually apply for a job he can't even apply for the dole now this is a 33 year old man in the prime of his life Uh, and he's a disaster. Well, well, we, I wouldn't like to say he's a disaster. No, but I mean, his life no, is but he, he, he's in trouble, moment. and he really is. And, and I read that too, and I felt very sad for him. And when he says, you know, I'm afraid of everything, I think that's a really good description, George, of how people, when they're suffering from anxiety and depression, feel they're afraid of everything. They're fear filled. They're hyper vigilant. They have a feeling of dread when they wake up in the morning. He needs to go. Okay, can't afford a shrink. That's totally fine. 
he needs to go and see a GP. That's who he needs to go and but see. But he can't afford 60 quid. He needs to go see a GP and when he's in the GP's office he needs to apply for a medical card because even if he has another dole, if he doesn't have an income he can get a medical card. Or even if he just says to the doctor I can't pay you. Do, do you know I what? actually believe I, there is a doctor in the land I agree who wouldn't you. say it's okay. I actually agree with you and, and it has been said to me throughout the years people have sat in front of me and often felt very humiliated and bad yeah. I, I have no money and I've gone go on do you know what I mean so so. but that's why doctors die poor because they're <laughs> all no this is true the number of dead doctors I know who were very bad at sending out bills yeah if we're not, we're not most children. of us aren't great at business it's true but look that's neither here nor there no, but this, in guy this, need, case. this guy needs to go just present himself to a GP because he's going to need help he's going to need support and he's go- and there are lots of things that are out there even if you have no money well, I know Aware, you, by the way, yeah. George, do really good peer support groups. They, they're really, really good. Yeah. A bit like AA, but but it's it's, it's yeah. for people with depression and anxiety. And that's really good and it's free right. and very, very good. But there are also free psychiatric outpatients. Uh, your GP will help you out. This guy probably needs counselling and there generally is some free counselling available. And also... Um, this guy is so so bad from what he's written oh, to you yeah. and I that I think he may need and you don't like hearing this but it's true he may need medication he oh, needs a lot of help right. well I think I know a GP down in Wicklow and Greystones who's great at this kind of stuff and won't charge her her usual outrageous fee so why don't you drop us a text and you can get Kira and myself for nothing I'll give you the kind of sensible stuff Kira will give you the medical advice and we'll try and get you yeah. through some of this won't we yeah, no. we will we'll try you know what? All over the country, it's coming up to Christmas. There's people who feel exactly Correct. like this. Fella. It's we'll a time for heightened emotion and heightened feelings. And of we loneliness. will help, won't we? You yeah, and we I? will. We will. So we will. why doesn't he? he send if he's us somewhere near me, he can come and see me. But, and if he's not near you, he can come and see me. <laughs> I'm not joking. I have a, I have 75 years of living you on do. this. You do, no unfairness, and you've got good insight into don't, this kind of thing. Don't dismiss it. Speaking of Christmas. I intend getting lashed every day. I intend eating 25,000 calories a day over Christmas. Do you know? I intend falling asleep on Christmas Day in front of the television. And so therefore, a listener says, is it okay to overindulge even if it's only Christmas? Of course it is. What they actually said is, is there such a thing as eating too much at Christmas? Love, I think everyone eats too much. I eat yeah. too much at Christmas and I'm, I'm yeah. re- relatively healthy yeah, most of the year. But like, it is the day where you have the mince pies before your dinner yeah. and then you have the starter and then after you have about four desserts and all this. The main thing is, is not to worry too much about what you've done in terms of indulgence at Christmas. It's to get back onto the health train after Christmas. Have the crack at Christmas and then sort yourself out afterwards. Yeah, but do sort yourself out afterwards. I was in, um, I was in a castle in, in Scotland that sounds very exotic, George. I, I wish I was remember. able to say things like But they like had that. a great idea. I wish we had them over here. They had a thing called a vomitorium. And, George, and what you do is you go outside, put your finger down your throat, George, get rid of all turkey, and then it. come back and have more stop turkey. It. They used to do that in Rome as well. The Ro- yeah. Rome had vomitoriums too. The Romans. Yes. The Ro- they what did the Romans ever they do They invented us? it. Right. No, why? This is unbelievable. But what's a fella? Everybody chews the biro, but this fella chews the biro, and then he take he chews the ink and everything. Yeah, this fella. This is a nervous habit chewing a biro, and he chews it. He says right down till he gets into the middle stick bit with the ink in it, and then he said he's chewing the ink, and the ink's going to his mouth. Now he thinks he might be poisoning himself. I suggest, right, this is a nervous habit. One is it is hard to break it, but first of all, he could paint his biro with that stuff that makes, you know, nails. He should bite his it. nails instead of biting they, the they biro. Taste rotten. The other thing you do is buy a different brand of biro or something that's <laughs> unpleasant to chew because you have, like, this is not good. This fella's eating ink and... But you could, like... Sucking back on... But there's tons of things he could chew. 
like fellas chew the cowboys used to chew uh, uh, toothpicks you know they'd they be did. chewing away he could try chewing gum I mean, if he has a chewing you know fetish. What? Look, hats off, because here, here's me getting the questions in advance and trying to think of really sensible answers. And that's the best answer we've had all day. Get yourself some chewing gum. That's exactly right. And in yeah, fact, it's a chewing fetish. And actually, if you have the sugar-free chewing gum and all, apparently you actually, um, your teeth are cleaner and you, uh, you eat less food as well. So chewing gum, that's brilliant. And it wasn't from me. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, now, hold a while now. There are a few idiots out there, like, who, and they normally write to us. You do love us. to insult our listeners. Yeah. But what about, what about somebody who thinks it's, it's dangerous watching too much television? I like this question because, I, it, first of all, I also went, what? Because <laughs> the question is, 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 it, is, is such a thing as too is much television? But here's what is bad for you. Sitting all day when you're watching television is bad for you. So sedentary, being sedentary for too long a period is bad yeah. for you. So that's bad for you. Um, watching television late at night interferes with your ability to fall asleep. So you get sleep deprived from it. So that's bad for you. So so it's the sedentary, and, and some screen, some blue screen activity is kind of bad for your eyes and all the kind of stuff. But... In the main, the, the big drawbacks to watching too much television is the fact that you sit on your bum to do it and you're sedentary doing it. So, so, so but it the is interesting bad. thing is I'm not sure that's what they meant though. Well, no, but television is getting so bad now that you don't watch television. I watch very little television. Well, I increasingly, as, as one of the great television freaks, I now don't because I can't find it. Yeah, me too. I, I might watch it once or every fortnight. Right. Uh, this is great. We're great, you and me. Oh, no, this one, this one, honestly. Liam and Maxford, he bleeds from the gums every couple of weeks. It's been happening for the last couple of years. I can't wait for it to go away. And, and then he just waits, I mean, and it goes. He doesn't want to go to the dentist. Oh, my God. Well, hold on. Now, hold on. We, we, look, we'll take him at face value. He doesn't want to go to the dentist. So is there he doesn't want to pay for it. Yeah, I know. But, but dentists, I don't want to pay for it either. Dentists are a bloody fortune. Says the GP in Wexford. <laughs> I'm in, I'm Wicklow. in Wicklow. Yeah. Who's the GP in Wexford? I don't know. You've been cheating on me with another GP, George. Um, here's what you can do is you sound like you have gum disease. So you need to work it's on your... pyorrhea, isn't it? You, you, maybe. You've yeah. thrown me now. Um, but anyway, he, he's got gum disease. He needs to work on his gum disease. What do you do? You need to floss. Oh. You need to floss every day. And you need to get those little pointy stick brushes that oh. go in between your teeth and oh. give it a good lash that way too. And you need to use oh. mouthwash. And if you've done all that and you're doing that on a regular basis and you still have a problem, off you go to your dentist. You're wrong then. on all three I'm counts. not. I'm absolutely spot on here. I, I'm on Why do the poorest people in the world, like the Africans, black Africans who have the bob, right, who are living in a thatched hut in the middle of, of Africa, jungle, why have they perfect teeth? I'm not entirely certain that they do, but go on, tell me your but answer. But they do. You don't see. So my point is that um, all the... Uh, funny enough, I was in the bathroom last night peering at Ingrid and she couldn't get the floss in between her teeth. So it's very interesting. Flossing is a mess. I don't know how Dentists recommend it. flossing. You have but to you overrule your hair it. hook. You can't do it. Like It's all tricky. A bit of twine in between your teeth. You can actually get a floss stick. It, it, it goes up and it's like a catapult, right? It goes up and it goes into a Y and you put the floss across and you use one stick and you can do that way. Just go to your dentist. But the dentist He's is going got to tell gum him, disease for years. The dentist is going to tell him to floss. No, dentist is going to say, hold on, we're going to take your teeth out. <laughs> He's not. And if he is, go to a different dentist. They, they might get, scale and polish you as well, which is a good no, thing. Get or they might do that awful out, thing with get the pockets. Your, get your teeth out. No, right? oh, it's George, stop it now. 
You think I'm joking? Get your teeth Do not out. get your torch. You, in Ireland, we were much more sensible in the past. We used to give brides a present of a new set of teeth. So before they got married, they'd get all their teeth out and they got a fresh set of teeth and that was their their uh, bridal present. Dear God, man, are you, are you well? Are you saying I'm not true? I don't know. No, it's very for, true. It's for very all true. I know, you are true, but hang on to your own teeth. But your modern teeth, modern teeth are now so good. Implants and all that. Well, sort implants of stuff. are about three grand a tooth, so I wouldn't be going down that road. I, I would be. I would suggest, sir, whoever you are listening out there, is that Go you floss your dentist. teeth and you use the spiky brushes Go and, to and mouthwash. Go to some of the best rugby coaches I know were dentists. Um, there was someone. Oh yeah, another fella running. Well, I don't know if it's a fella running. Sprained his ankle running. He's got a big bruise under the ankle. Uh, I'd limp for about three days. How long do you think I should rest? It? He says he can walk fine. So if he can walk fine, he can walk on it. What he should be doing is probably for a period of um, about ten days. If you've had a nasty sprain after a, a sprain, you might want to take some anti-inflammatories. If it's still swollen, you might want to use a compression bandage. You do need to elevate it when you're sitting down as much as you can. And I wouldn't train till your back feeling very, very good and your ankle feels strong and suitable when you rotate it both ways. So I, I think he should be off his feet for about two weeks. Yeah. Off his running feet, you know But what I mean? sure, it, look, this is very simple, you know. Like uh, about 60% of the questions you answer with medical balderdash could be answered with common sense. Yes, don't run until there's no pain. Medical balderdash and common sense have a great big overlap. That's all I'm saying. On the Venn diagrams of medical... But isn't the answer, you stop, yes. you rest it yes. until the pain yeah. goes away. Right, rest, ice, compression and elevation. Correct. That's the treatment for most of these injuries. Right. Now, uh, somebody cannot find Baby It's Cold Outside, by, sung by George Hook. <laughs> Brackets, I think, Kira Kelly. That, so. would, that would be true. Uh, will, now, we go, will we go live with the George? They can't find it anymore. No, the new year uh, we'll do something. Uh, I heard, no, hold on, why not? Every time I sweat, I stink. Haley and Cabin. I'm very self-conscious. Okay, here's This is, can I just, this is a very important question. It is an important question. Self-conscious. Yeah, no, 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 and it's upsetting to people. A couple of things is only old sweat smells, okay? Fresh sweat, if you go out and run around the garden and, and come in, even though you're covered in sweat, you, you won't be smelly. A stale sweat smells. So you need to change your clothes frequently, including Haley. You need to change your bra frequently and all that because all those things, they they, they smell sweaty after a day or two. So you, you have to change your clothes. You have to wash every day. You have to use... Oh, sure if you're very sweaty, no, but if you're very sweaty, you need to use a strong deodorant. And there are stronger deodorants than the ones you can buy in the supermarket. There's ones that are available only from chemists and stuff like that. And there's ones that are only available on, on prescription and stuff like that too and if you are somebody who is very self-conscious and is suffering in a bad way from excess sweat from their armpits and stuff like this there is a treatment with Botox for, hy- for hyperhidrosis where you actually get some injections into your armpits and that will take the sweat away almost entirely for about six months so if you're someone who's really struggling with it and, and feels very self-conscious there are other things you can do but a lot of it is just about changing your clothes frequently and washing with soap and water and using deodorants and antiperspirants and you don't think there are some people who are stinkier than others? No, I think there are some people who are who are maybe wearing clothes for a second day and, and are sweating as well and think that the 
don't recognise the link between the, the clothes from yesterday and the smell of sweat? Uh, now, uh, very quickly, Sean and Leash, he's losing his hair. How long does it take? How quickly can you lose your hair naturally? Uh, some men lose their hair very slowly over time. Some men do, don't lose it at all. And some men, they can lose it in about a year, year and a half. And, and that's quite if difficult. If your father was bald, you're going to uh, be There's bald. not a lot you can do. There are topical treatments. They don't right. stop it forever if you, if you have that thing. And then you are looking at either shaving your head and, and looking very handsome as a balding man or you are looking at maybe hair transplants and ridiculously expensive stuff. Like All right. That.